Laura. In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Thank you for listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. Today, we're talking about a movie that, let's be honest, none of you have seen. So me opening with a quote would be entirely lost on all of you. So that said, Alex Kane, <laughs> returning guest to Ideal Remake. Thank you for having me. Is Angry Birds a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade? No. <laughs> to all of those. <laughs> yeah. I think, if we're being honest, it will be. But you know what? Is Angry Birds even a popular enough brand name anymore? You know, they got a sequel. I assume there will be a third one. It's just one of those, like, I assume it'll come out on Pluto TV. But is the third one the now TV show that exists? Like, there's an Angry Birds TV I show. I think the TV show preceded the movies. Really? Because there was a series of shorts that came out, like, before all of them. And I think the series oh. of shorts... Were the, all the birds didn't talk in the series of shorts. It was just, like, series of grunts and tweets kind of situation. I think the TV show, it's them as, like, the circle birds. Yeah. And the, and the movie is them as, like, the... Look at me with my fancy legs. Yeah, and they talk in the movie, and they, like, have emotions, whereas well, the Angry they have... Birds, they're just angry in the show. Yeah, that's it, fair. To be fair, I am. I watched these shorts when they might have been new on YouTube a long time ago. I think I may have also, but I genuinely do not remember. Yeah, and it might have only been one short. It could have been ten. I do not know. So then let me ask you this. Which Angry Birds games have you played, if any? I've played quite a few of the games, actually. Oh, yeah? yeah, I like the games. I um, I played the original one, and I played when they had Angry Birds Rio, when yeah. there was the tie-in with the movie Rio. Here's the thing. That's the version of Angry Birds I'm most familiar with, and the most I got into, and still genuinely enjoy when I occasionally go back to it. I enjoy any of them. Honestly, they're all the same game kind of thing, but I did enjoy the Rio one. Yeah. I think... I liked all the, like, other things you fought that weren't just pigs. And I enjoy any setting where it's like, we're just taking you all around the world. Why not? Here's a beach. Here's a jungle. Have fun. I like, in the Rio one, you're basically, like, instead of killing pigs, you're rescuing caged birds. Right! I forgot about that. Which is fun. Uh, I also did the the space one. Basically, I played original... Star Wars? It might have been. Yeah. But it was, like, literally, you had to, like, navigate, you'd fling the bird and it would like rotate in the gravity of a planet before hitting something oh no i did play that one a little not not a lot but i remember that being a thing basically i played original angry birds the space one in rio up to the point where they would require me to pay and then that's when i stopped and then i would 100 percent everything in the games that i could up to that point Mm -hmm. and then that was enough i think i paid for the original i think i just bought paid the 99 cents or 2.99 whatever it was and was like I got $3 of enjoyment out of this game. I played it for a year. There was a time when I adamantly refused to give money to uh, phone apps. That time (laughs) has long since passed. I think the only thing you give money to is a phone app right now. That's true. Someone please help me. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, though. So... So we actually watched this movie together because neither of us had seen it and I made the point that neither of us should have to watch this alone. It, it needed a, it needed somebody to watch it with. It needed riff tracks. Yeah, because it, 
the riff tracks made this a palatable movie yeah. kind of situation. It's one of those movies that I didn't, it didn't make me angry to watch it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I would have had as much fun if you weren't there. Yeah, it was a better movie than I was expecting. Same. I was expecting absolute trash and it was just a bad kids movie. Yeah, I was expecting Minions movie level shenanigans and it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it it felt like a cash grab. It felt like they layered another script with Angry Birds, like, on top of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, these characters used to be named, like, Dan and Paul, and now they're Red and Bomb. I mean, there was a... It, it, it felt like it was pulling a lot from the Angry Birds lore, and yet not enough. Yeah, well, the birds weren't angry. That's the thing, like... Yeah. So... The budget for this movie was $73 million. Can you guess what its opening weekend was? $73 million. No. Really? $38 million. Uh, honestly, I'm not too far off. It's it's gross in the US and Canada was 107 which is still technically a failure, but yeah. worldwide it was $352 million. So it did make money, thus the sequel. Fair. But like, yeah, we should probably talk about the plot a little bit, because again, no uh, one other than us has seen this movie. Yeah, I, I hope, at least. I hope I, you skip this movie if you're listening to this podcast. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the plot was, uh, so there was a bird who got angry. His name is? Red. Correct. Yeah. And he is voiced by? Was that Sudeikis? Yeah, it yeah, was. that was Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And he rightfully got angry at Hannibal no he wrongfully got angry at Hannibal Burris who was rightfully angry at Red yeah like he basically had a job where he was like delivering pizza and like he got there at the 30 like or a cake or something and he got there at the 30 minute mark and he's like I'm here with the cake he's like well you missed the birthday party I'm like I'm literally here it is only just now hitting 30 hey it just hit 30 you're late I'm like I was here before that I think he was an hour late Either way, like, Either, he li- yeah. like literally the timer hit as he arrived. Right. Like, I don't know why he was running through a forest carrying a cake poorly. But... He did squish the cake, too. That did happen. Yeah. He showed up with a bad cake. Either way, yeah. it was weird. It was a weird opening. So he gets sent to court because he has anger issues. Well, then he fell and tripped into an unhatched egg and should have killed that baby. Yeah, luckily the baby was about to hatch. So it imprinted on red. Yeah, so it believes it's his father now. Which was funny two times. Because every time you see that baby, it turns to red and goes, Daddy! But I thought that would come into play at some point. That's the thing. This movie keeps throwing jokes at you, but doesn't refer back to them. Nope. There's no callbacks. It's just like, here is the joke that is happening now in this moment, children. We will not reward you for paying attention. Yeah, don't remember that this is happening. It's not important. It is not. Nothing in this movie was important. Because he went to court for anger, went to an anger management class, and then they never went back to the class after the first session. Basically, I... It's they, just they where did, he well, made his did, buddies. Well, they met the buddies, and then they did, like, the painting, and then... Because then the okay. pigs came by and, like, here, I painted you in all these situations, and it's me beating you up. Right. Okay. So there was there. Okay. So they do go back to the class, but yeah. So basically, he gets sent to anger management because this island is only a place for happy and friendly birds, and you, sir, are the worst thing a bird can be, which is angry. angry. Oh boy! But he goes to anger management with four other, three other birds, three birds and a a a, a host. Yeah. The 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 leader, and the of the three other birds, one of them doesn't speak. Terrence. And, and yet, that bird is voiced by... Sean Penn, two-time Oscar winner. And a beater of wives. Of course. 
and then we have uh, Chuck, the yellow bird, who's voiced by... Josh Gad, again, back doing, into our movies. Just doing his Olaf's thing. To be fair, they paid him to be Olaf. They absolutely paid him. They wrote that character to be Olaf. Everything about that character was Olaf. Yes, it was. With super speed flash powers. Yeah. So Frozen came out in 2013. This movie came out in 2016. When did Frozen 2 come out? 2019. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then Bomb, who was voiced by. Shoot. We didn't know at the time. Yeah, we we didn't. Danny McBride. That's right. Doing a a voice, too. Yeah. I had no problem with his performance. Yeah, he was fine. And like, like, and Josh Gad, I didn't have a problem with his performance. It was just Olaf, and it was annoying. Yeah, like, it's I just Josh Gad being. Like, and they had, I didn't have a problem with anyone's voice. They, I did have a problem when they had Josh Gad sing poorly. That yes, that was a problem. That was very weird. And then later had someone who can't sing sing well. He was so Maya Rudolph was Matilda, the den mother of yeah. the group, the the white bird who drops exploding eggs. Yeah. But I think I remember who sang well, and it was the pig. But I yes, might be wrong. I believe that's right. It was hard to pay attention to the details of this movie. Oh, there was the, a lot being thrown at you, and in, in any scene. Also, Mighty Eagle sings. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. So Mighty Eagle is like this big hero of the island because of all the birds that live on this island, none of them can fly. And he's the for one Mighty that you Eagle. have to pay money for in the game. Correct, <laughs> which is why I never used him. And anytime I saw someone use it, it's because they were doing the paid version. Yeah, and that's why he's the biggest, best character that's in this right, movie. Because he's the one that costs money. Except mm-hmm. in the movie, we'll get to this, but eventually we find out he's washed up. Do you do you remember who voiced Mighty Eagle? For some reason in my head, it's J.K. Simmons. It's not. That would have been funny. Yeah. It's Peter Dinklage. Oh, right. It's Peter Dinklage. And it's like, Peter Dinklage does a great job. He's just doing, like, he's clearly having fun. and great. He, Yeah, he's the perfect voice for it, honestly. It's him or J.K. Simmons now. They're, yeah. like Both of them are excellent for that I, role. Like, I don't have a problem with them casting Josh Gad. I just have a problem with him doing Olaf voice. I, I just am sick of Josh Gad. That's fine. Honestly. It's not that I have a problem with them casting him. It's that he doesn't bring anything to the table. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's he's just who he is. Yeah, the only casting I had a problem with was Sean Penn, obviously. Uh, yeah, and that's... He probably got the most money out of anybody in the movie. That's why I brought up two-time Oscar winner. Because that's what, who where they threw a lot of this right. money. so the character of Terrence just doesn't talk. He just grunts. And you know, like, eventually he's going to freaking say something. Like, you cast Sean Penn, and he's just grunting the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he just at the end, he does like about five seconds snippet of some end of a song, and that's it. Those yep. are the only words he says, and it's messed up. It's weird. Sean Penn spent half an hour in a if in, that if that in a recording booth, and then walked away with it minimum six figures. I think someone just threw a iPhone into his car as it was passing, and just got his actual grunts as he's driving, and that's just what they used. Where it's just. <laughs> I, I feel like that. that's just what Sean Penn is in real it's life. It's just him going... Just him being angry at women in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so the plot. Uh, right. So... Uh, he gets sent to anger management, where he meets the, the uh, yellow bird Chuck and Bomb. And Bomb. And Matilda the white bird. And Terrence. Did we say Matilda was, uh, Maya Rudolph? You did, yes. Okay, okay. I felt bad not bringing her into this group I mean, of them. so far she is the one woman we've mentioned. Yes. Which, when we get to it, I gender-flipped Chuck. I gender-flipped a lot of things, but we'll get to it later. That's great. I'm so excited. (laughs) 
the, so basically what happens is, oh, I'm just starting to get better. I'm starting to learn that friendship is okay, except no, I'm not really friends with these people. I'm just pretending to ride up my time in anger management. He's not really learning anything. No, but basically, so basically like this red has felt like an outcast his entire life. So Because they once made fun of his eyebrows in right. elementary school and he has held that against this town forever. Meanwhile, Terrence has the same, if not larger eyebrows and that never comes up. Nope, Terrence's emotions never come up. No. Uh, except for his weird crush on Matilda, which eventually gets reciprocated because a hero needs to win a woman. Yep. That was so weird. Uh, and so basically, like, he's biding his time to get through, but basically Red lives on the outskirts of town because he's completely unaccepted, which it's weird to think why he's mad. Oh, let's punish someone for their emotions instead of trying to find out. Trying to talk to them. Yeah, trying to find out and bond with them. Because the place where he lives is annoying and the people around him are annoying, and I get it. So uh, a ship arrives, and there's mm-hmm. never been outsiders on the island. Yeah, this is the first time they have ever seen anything show up. They believe their island is their only island. And they believe this... it's the entire world. Right, they believe it's the world. And on this ship is a two pigs at the beginning. The king of the... Not the king. Some pig guy says that it is just us two. We are the only pigs here to seek refuge and help. And some pig guy is Bill Hader. Correct. And his... uh. Basically all, like, his little buddy was somebody famous because almost everybody in this movie was somebody of note. Correct. But I do not know which Because it's that that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Billy Eichner is Angry Pig. And then, I don't know, kind of how, like, the Smurfs had a thousand people as just... it's, it's not relevant or it doesn't matter. Yeah. After we get to, like, the... Like, and I expanded the cast, but... No. I did some things with the cast. We'll um, get to that but, later. But basically, like, they, they, they arrive in their ship, and they're, like, as Red's house is on the outskirts of town, the ship basically, like, drops anchor on his house. Yep, it takes out an entire wall, and he's very mad about Understandably it. Understandably angry, and yeah. never trusts them, the pigs, unlike everyone else in town who Im- trusts them immediately. Yep, and, like, so the pigs immediately throw them a party. And, surprise, there are a couple more pigs there. To help su- throw the party. Yeah, so then... Red, Chuck, and Bomb decide to go break into their ship to see what's going on. There was a point where he lost Chuck and Bomb's friendship before this when he beat up a doll, too. We didn't, or a yeah. scarecrow. That seemed to be important at the time, but it never and came it back up. Never came back. It's never mentioned again. We just occasionally see the doll in the background like, oh, yeah, that's a thing we've previously yeah, seen. Yeah, it, it kind of like how the rest of this movie, nothing ever came out of a nothing lot of matters. those situations. Yeah. Uh, and it was only like an hour and 20 minutes, so I have no idea how much. Yeah. It was 97 minutes. 97? Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, but, like, so, basically, it turns out the ship is full of pigs, but the uh, they're like, we just needed your help. And then the pigs and, every, and everyone and the birds are making friends and everyone's happy. Except Red. And then, like, Red and Chuck and Bomb decide to climb a mountain to try to get Mighty Eagle's help to be like, yes, these pigs are bad. Yeah, they want Mighty Eagle to come down and tell everyone the pigs are bad with no evidence. Right. Except obvious evidence. Correct. But uh, the people don't like Red, and that is the reason they're not listening to his obvious evidence. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and despite that, like, when they get up to the top of Mighty Eagle, they clearly see the plan and trap that the yeah. pigs have laid. And now they really, really need Mighty Eagle's help. Turns out Mighty Eagle has just been, like, just single dude in it up in the mountain like, and, and believing his own hype. used to be a rock star single dude in it. Yeah. Like, definitely used to have groupies kind of feel. And now just is like on his own. It's just like, I'm great. I don't need to do anything. It did open with the best and worst joke of the movie where there's, so they go to yes. this mysterious 
pond of wisdom, something along those lines. They, they, they make it to the top. At first, they climb the wrong mountain. Ha ha, yeah, very yeah, funny. Yeah. And Bomb is just, it's. Yeah, they, they, they I almost. I actually enjoyed the joke where it's just oh, like, yeah. Bomb <laughs> at the gonna... top of the wrong mountain, just like, just. Just bereft. leave me here. <laughs> just, oh my god. How could this have... So then they get him down and they go up the right mountain. So they leave him and he just sits there for a while and they come back they come after back. they realize they forgot and him. And we see a time lapse of time going by. It was genuinely great. It was fairly good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the best part of the movie. So then they, they climb up the correct mountain and they reach the top and it's this pristine, gorgeous fountain of wisdom. This yeah, beautiful yeah. lake full of nothing but knowledge. Filled with lore from their, uh, like, history that we did not know before this moment. To Red, this is a sacred place. Yeah. He so cares a lot. Chuck and Bomb immediately dive in, and they're, like, they're S- synchronized swimming. With very, very, very explicit, obvious that they are drinking the water and in the fountain. And they're, like, founding, and this is clearly pre-COVID, they're, like, fountaining water out of one mouth into the other one's mouth and they'll fountain it back. It was gross and weird. Yeah, and Red is offended as he should be because he's watching it but also it's very out of character for Red to care about anything at this yeah. point. It's very well, weird Well, that's why they went up to Mighty Eagle because it was like Red always idolized him and well, this person was he, never he, mean to Red. Red had his poster up in his he, bedroom. He believed in him wholeheartedly and nobody else believed in him too. Correct. It was like a Santa situation. So then Mighty Eagle walks out of his cave. Oh my god, he's real. Oh my god, he's real. He stretches, and then uh, Red, Chuck, and Bomb hide like, oh my gosh, we can't just appear like he's in the middle. Oh my gosh, it's Mighty Eagle. And then what happens? Then he pees in the lake for maybe 90 seconds. Yes. And it cuts from his stream of urine to the faces of Chuck and Bomb. His stream of urine, faces of Chuck and Bomb, and they're back just getting and forth. A, like more and more horrified at what at what has happened. They and are, what yeah, they've done in real time. They are realizing what they have done, what they are drinking, and it's a satisfying scene. Honestly, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's like I, it, it's wonderful. It's a it's a long piss joke, very long, but it, it goes on for a while. Long. Like it goes on too long. Yeah. but it's one of those jokes that it's like it. Oh, this is really funny. Okay, it's not funny again. But then it cycles back around. Yeah, it's, it's funny a cycle again. back around yeah. joke. And then Mighty Eagle turns around and goes back in and is like, "Yeah, I see you guys. Blah blah blah. Come up and let's talk." And they go up to his bachelor pad where he has like his old lunchbox himself on a lunchbox kind of bullshit. Yeah. And then it turns out he just has a telescope where he's been spying on all of the bird women in town. Specifically the old lady, too. Yeah, I don't... I'm not gonna... It's we're weird. not on his side. We're we're never on his side once in the whole movie. Yeah, Except, as soon as as soon yeah. as they learn that even Red, they're like all like, screw this guy. Yeah, Let's... they're like, look, we're not on your side anymore, but will you help us? Clearly the pigs are here to do some nefarious stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he and goes, the... no, you're on your own. I am empowering you to help yourself. And then he goes back in his cave. And they uh, then go out to try and stop, tell everyone that the pigs are clearly trying to eat the eggs. The pigs keep referencing how delicious eggs are and stuff like that. So basically we make it down the mountain. It's the end of Act 2. No one believes them. Everyone goes to the party. And then the pigs steal all the eggs. Yep. And take them on a ship and are off with them before any of the other birds catch wise. Yep, they take them all back to Pig Island. Yeah, which is, as it explains, an island full of pigs that have technology, whereas the birds did not. And I want to know what happened there. Well, the birds are like, well, if the pigs can build a ship, we can too. And they, like, cobble together a ship with the... So when the pigs arrive, they bring gifts. I don't remember what the first gift was because the second gift was the giant slingshot. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They gave them a giant slingshot. I think they... Gave him a... I don't remember. It, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
nothing matters. Mm-hmm. And so they go back to the pig island and like Red is here. He's the only one angry enough to take them down. Yeah, Red gives them an inspiring speech to get everyone to cobble together a boat to guess which way the pig island is. Yeah, so they don't want to go charging into town because this city full of pigs will stop them. So they set up the slingshot to fire themselves into the pig castle to get their eggs back. Yep. But they keep having people miss and not quite land there because they're doing the Angry Birds thing of firing birds into the town of pigs. Blindly, but... just for this moment, they decide to bring in that every bird seems to have a superpower. Well, they, it, we've slowly been learning this. Chuck, for example, has super speed. Yes, and has Chuck super has super speed, speed the whole time. The whole movie. And Bomb is called Bomb, and the reason he's in anger management is because when he's surprised or under duress, he explodes. Yes, that's right. He's in anger management just because someone was stupid enough to throw him a surprise party. And for some reason, that is his fault. Correct. Chuck is in anger management because uh, he got... Pulled over for speeding, and then messed with the cop that pulled him over. Yeah, in, like, ex- incredible ways. Like, he, like, quicksilvered him from, like... Yeah, he, he keeps having... He, he has quicksilver from the X-Men movie powers. Yes, but only for, like, ten seconds at a time. It's it's just when he can be a little shit about it. Mm-hmm. It, it's only when it does not... Well, he does use it to save everybody he, from the guards at one point. He Yeah, he does that once when it's like... No one here would be able to get us past those guards. We are completely... Yeah, we're completely... And in the middle of the word pause. completely, Chuck runs around, sets them all up quick, Quicksilver style, mm-hmm. and then goes back, and then the whole thing falls apart. When did that movie come out? Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, I want to say 2011? Wasn't the first one in first class? No, no Future was, Past was yeah. Quicksilver. That came out in 2014, which okay, was... Okay, it wasn't far off. Like... Two years before this movie, which means that they saw that bit and then used it in this movie immediately. Because I it's such think a good that's bit. what happened. Yeah. It's so good. It's a great moment in that. It's a great moment in superhero history. Like Correct. that is such a fun moment, and it's such an amazing way of doing super speed of like representing it and more than just like lightning bolts writing behind the your particle effects. Yeah, just like or camera cuts where it's like guy has a gun, guy doesn't have a gun anymore. Now Flash has the gun. It's or the the SpongeBob quote of like, "Hey, do you want to see me run to that rock?" Want to see me do it again? To be fair, that is the best super speed moment in any superhero thing for my money. Because that is, that's that's how it would go. Correct. Nothing else ever is right. Super speed breaks anybody's, like, world's view. If you have super speed, you should be able to basically do anything. And none of them ever do. I mean, for me, the best spe- super speed moment is the end of season one or two of uh, 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 Justice League Unlimited. Oh, where he runs the, around the world. Yeah, when the Flash is like... <laughs> Well, I can't punch this guy hard enough, so I have to speed up by running around the entire world to punch uh, Brainiac Lex Luthor. Like, 12 times. That's all it took. It just has to keep running in circles punching and the guy. it friggin' works. It doesn't doesn't matter how it works, though. He should have been able to just take him Lex Luthor and run him to the moon. And they never do that kind of stuff. Either way, though, that's <laughs> that for me is like... That's, it's a fun moment. My, yeah. I do like that. And so they, they eventually like figure out how to aim the slingshot right and get into the castle and... Rescue the eggs, and Mighty Eagle shows up to take them away, and... Yeah, and no one really learns anything. Except the town learns to accept Red. Yeah, basically they move his house into town... Without asking him. Without asking him, but he's touched because, oh my gosh, I'm finally a part of this town. Isn't everything great? Maybe I'm a slightly less angry bird. I don't even remember if he says that, but it sounds exactly like the way that movie should have ended. You get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, that's... That's Angry Birds. Honestly. End of podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird because I wanted that last scene where they're just shooting 
from the slingshot. I wanted that to be the movie, but that was like, you. we can breeze past that part when it comes to the plot. Well, and so basically the, he rescues one final egg and, the, and basically we see all the different kinds of birds that you have in the game and the final yeah. egg contained triplets. And so like the final scene of the movie is those triplets loading themselves into the slingshot and firing themselves out over the ocean where they will surely drown. Yeah, they will die. And then like the triplet little birds in Angry Birds, they kind of split off into different directions. And it's super cool and fun, but they're definitely dead. Yeah, we just killed three children. Correct. And it's no big deal. No big there's deal. There's so many kids being hatched every day there, Absolutely. It's, I mean, they had to rescue them because, like, reasons. But, like, mm-hmm. there's, this island is going to be overpopulated immediately. Like, this generation will... It seemed like every single bird had an egg. Yeah, and they kept talking about how important the eggs are and how everyone should have eggs. Except Red. Red did not have an egg, and he wanted one. He yeah. Cle- we, I, we both kept waiting for the love interest to show up because of how much he clearly wanted an egg. Yeah, and that never happened. So obviously we assume that's the entire plot of the second movie. However, mm-hmm. we're not going to watch it. Not now. Unless uh, <laughs> Patreon goals are met or something. Yeah, you something, give something. me enough money and I will watch Angry Birds too. Yeah. So that's the movie as it exists. Alex, you said you had an idea for what you wanted this movie to be. So, yeah, I, in line with a lot of the things that I do with this, I always look at the video game and think, how would this be a story? (laughs) All right. Over, and so, like, I imagine a movie that is a series of vignettes that show each bird, each of the main cast birds getting their egg stolen and then coming together to sling the shot themselves and take the eggs back. And so I, one, I want it to be a live action movie where each of the main what? characters are wearing those dumb triangle Angry Bird costumes. That's, you want this to be live action? I just think it'd be so much more fun. Oh my god. But they're taking it seriously the whole time. I, alright, you've got my attention. Go on. <laughs> and so it's a series. I did cast a lot of comedians. Oh, so we went a different way because I cast a lot of action stars. Ha, all right, keep going. <laughs> but so I have like basically pair-offs because there are so many types of pigs that they didn't use in this movie and I would like them to show up where it's like Red versus the King Pig and then the Triplets versus Small Pigs and then Chuck versus the Football Pig where it wears a football helmet the whole time and then Bomb versus the other giant large pig that shows up sometimes. And then Matilda versus the fancy pig, where he's wearing a monocle and a top hat. <laughs> and then Terrence versus the secret agent pig, that looks like it's the one from, uh, I can't remember the game, Rainbow Six games, where it's got the third, like, little the, the night, vision? night vision goggles. Yeah. Great. You knew what I was doing by holding up goggles. Symbols. I did. The, the listeners can't. <laughs> and so they have, like, confrontations, and then they lose their egg, and then, like, at the end, they all get together and they learn to work together kind of situation. Good. I love that. I want that to be our act one. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So here's my pitch for the movie. Okay. So my pitch for the movie is that uh, I absolutely, I think there needs to be a, just a sequence of pigs stealing the eggs. Yes. It took the movie as it exists two acts to steal the eggs. And that's the whole premise of the of the game. That's all they do in the games is it's, go get the eggs. Yeah, literally it's, oh, the game opens. Pigs stole the eggs. Well, we got to get the pigs. Start playing the game. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. I think Act 1 should be all egg thievery. Sure. And so I think Act 2 needs to be assembling the team and formulating the plan. Okay. Because what I think this movie needs to be is Ocean's Eleven. See, I had a similar idea, but I was thinking more Love Actually. 
where it's like well, a series of stories, but then they all come together and well, maybe not love actually because they don't all tie together. Yeah, but no, like, like Valentine's Day and right. those dumbass movies that I mean, are amazing. I think they should start as different vignettes, but then that's how we assemble our team. Sure, yeah, and, I like the I like them all coming together because I mean, they team, all need so to I'm stand in here. line. Mm-hmm. And like, so you're basically assembling all these people who have been hurt. And you're assembling people based on their certain set of skills. Yes, and that's Ocean's Eleven. Okay, and, I'll give you that. And so like. Basically, I want them to assemble this entire team, and I want them to do the slingshot at the front of the palace for Act 2, mm-hmm. and I want it to not work. Okay. Because I want them to do this whole slingshot, like, okay, that's what we expect because we've been watching the video games. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, that works in a video game. We're a bunch of people in costumes slash really well animated <laughs> people, and this is a, this is a castle. You're just a bird that just flew into a brick wall. I like I like them failing first because outside of the first few levels, you rarely get it done on the first try. You, you gotta never do it like get four it times. done on a first I try. I like that. You gotta zero star it before you can three star Yeah, exactly. And after you get it first, you get a two star. You have to do it three to or four more times. Yeah. And so basically, I want them in failing to discover that they have all these like particular set of skills. Okay. Chuck has the super speed. Bomb can explode. Matilda can throw egg bombs. Terrence is large. It's a superpower. <laughs> sure. Uh, Boomerang is uh, the bird with a huge beak that, like, boomerangs. Boomerang, yeah. And then, like, we didn't have Bubble Bird, so I wanted to have Bubble Bird. The, sure. the little pink bird that when you throw her at something, it, it bubbles stuff, and then they all float away and disappear. And I love Bubble Bird. Okay. Like, Bubble Bird was one of my favorites. She's great. Bubble Bird and Matilda were always my favorites. Okay. I, I personally like uh, Boomerang. I was always a Boomerang fan, even though I did not include him in my list of, like, cast list. No, Boomerang I did, uh, but that's the only extra bird I included. Okay. I'll get there when we get to Uh, cast But yeah, so basically, like, in terms of plot, like, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna go through a plot by plot synopsis, like, point by point synopsis, but basically, like, what your idea of the individual, like, egg thefts, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, and so, like, oh, we've been hurt before, and so they get this team together, fail... But then they do it right. Okay. And they take down the castle and they like do it strategically and they use their skills to get in, get the eggs, get out. And then someone pays 99 cents and then Mighty Eagle comes in and and finally blows it up. That's, so this is exactly the way I had it, but I didn't have them failing. Oh, okay. Which I like them failing first. We gotta have an I have like them all getting their eggs, them all getting together, them killing everything. And then Mighty Eagle coming in for the final kill after... Like, I would love a flashback scene where Red's paying off Mighty Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, well, like, that's the whole, uh, that, that's the whole, like, end of Ocean's Eleven. It's like, you don't even know what we really did to that's make this true. thing happen. Yeah, this is the George Clooney go back moment. And, yeah, and it's like, we can rebuild. You don't know. We're here and everything. We can, re- we will come back and get your eggs. Oh, really? Because about five minutes ago, I just handed over $2.99 to the mighty at the apple tree. <laughs> at the app store tree. And, and what's that noise? Mighty Eagle. And then it's just them walking away with the eggs. <laughs> yeah. And then they go back to the town and then it's uh, them just. And then once they figured this out, then back in their town, they have little slingshots everywhere and they use them to get around. I like that. Yeah, that that's fun. I do like that. I did have a little bit of like each when the vignettes, they had like, oh, what they were doing to lose the egg. Great. Tell me. So um, I'm excited for this. So I broke them all into to battles. Uh, should we do this? Yeah. So I have um, 
Red loses the uh, it, their egg to the king pig in a chess match. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the triplets versus uh, the small pigs in a coordinated dance battle, where it's a mix of like dance, but they're also fighting because it's just funny. I love it. Chuck and the football pig literally have a football game, and the football pig just overpowers Chuck and gets the egg. That's fair. Um, Bomb versus the large pig. It's a macho man fight. I don't totally know what that means, but it'll make sense when I tell you the casting for the two. All right. They just. I think they do like a, they fight each other, but it's more of like a show off your muscles fight, if sure. that makes sense. And do you think, do you see Bomb as being a particularly muscular? I have him cast as a super muscular person. All right, fair who's enough. Who's ready to just explode at any moment. Okay, fair enough. Um, Matilda versus the Fancy Pig. They have like, they throw gadgets at each other because Matilda's always throwing bombs is how I think of it. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it, Matilda's the, uh, Matilda's the Donatello? Yeah, Matilda's the Donatello of this situation. Great. Couldn't um, be more thrilled. And then Terrence versus Secret Agent Pig. Terrence, they fight just to fight, but the Secret Agent Pig's way smaller than Terrence, so it's like a... My plus up for that will be, like, Terrence is just there guarding the egg. Secret Agent Pig just, like, repels down, takes the egg, and then Terrence is like... Okay, yeah. But so then, it's... like, later at the end of the movie, Secret Agent Pig is like, I've got to figure out a plan, and then Terrence just, like... Swats him. Takes him, <laughs> like, just like, yeah, swats him. Okay, I'm on board with that, where it's... Secret Agent Pig just uses stealth to get it. Yeah. Without... Batman's it. I like that. Yeah. Um, but I also wrote specifically, that part has like a scary movie feel. Because that's more in line with my director, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the plot. I'm perfectly happy yeah. to jump into casting now. Sure. Like, we, we have our plot of the movie. We know what this is. We know what we're watching. Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's do it. It's the writer's job to, to figure all that out. And it sounds like we're going to have wildly different cast. Yeah, things are gonna go crazy. So let's blend this together, and then when we're all done, we'll be like, so how do we pull this off? I'm on board. So I also like the idea of people just wearing costumes, but I also could see that just being the press tour. Yeah, that might be... Like, I like the idea of an animated... I just... The idea of people in those stupid Angry Bird costumes that you can buy at, like, a random Walgreens sometimes being flung out of a... It's just very fun that, visuals that to is me. Funny, but that sounds like an SNL sketch more than a full movie that is designed for kids who won't understand the nuance. To be fair, who is this really designed for but us? <laughs> Granted, that's a good point, and I can't argue with you. However, uh, so for me, I will say animated is fine. <laughs> it makes sense to me for, how that works. I, I think it'll end up being a blend anyway, because the way this movie exists now is it's just a bunch of hey, let's get all these famous people mm-hmm. for no reason. Kids don't care. No, it, it, it makes no sense to me that they cast a bunch of famous people in these movies, uh, other than just like the uh, the person making the movie wants to hang out with the famous people. It's irrelevant. So I so I cast mm-hmm. a bunch of comedians, with the exception of Terrence, uh, and. Uh, comedians and voiceover artists because I wanted to have a blend of people who like just would be having fun making this because it's that's the sort of thing that they should all be recording in a room together playing off improvising bouncing off of each other scripturally and uh and uh literally I just went with no comedy is the difference very little comedy I should say but my only difference is that for Terrence I literally cast the person who is currently number one on IMDb Pro okay because you gotta cast someone big Sure. So I cast the biggest person there is. I uh, have the same, but it's a different situation. Fair enough. Should we start with Terrence, or do you want to start with... Let's start with Terrence. We're talking about Terrence. Who do you have for Terrence? So the current number one on IMDb Pro, so it's the person everyone is looking up the most, currently Mm -hmm. most, like, like, not necessarily the most famous, but the most, like, looked up, like, 
hit it hot person like whatever sure in the world of hollywood uh this young lady has been in true grit she was in bumblebee she's currently in hawkeye she's Haley number one Steinfeld. on mgb pro it's Haley steinfeld i have her elsewhere i'm sure you do but she's very famous she's very famous she's great i have nothing bad to say about Haley steinfeld but i want to put her somewhere else so i also went big okay um if you want to look up the biggest uh actors it's very obvious that there's one living, and uh, apologies for fucking up the name, but Haflorf Julius Borgensorsen, uh, a.k.a. The Mountain. Got it. The guy what? who played the mountain in, uh, in Game uh, of Game Thrones. Thrones. He is the biggest man I've ever seen, uh, who is still alive, besides maybe, like, Shaq. <laughs> you don't need him to talk. That's he, true. We know he's good at not talking. That's he's true. He's done it before. I mean, I can't think of anyone bigger, honestly. Uh, say his name again. So it's Hofbor Julius Bjorn. Here, I have it. I, I pulled it up. I got okay, it. Okay, cool, cool. The thing Half to Google Bor is... Julius Bjornsson. Sure. I will concede Haley Steinfeld on this point. That is fair. I will bring her back up, so... I, I'm sure. Should I give my secret agent pig uh, cast as well because I had them linked? So, for the pigs, I cast one pig, and then I thought it'd be funny for him to do the voice for all the pigs. Okay. I don't like, I don't mind that. I don't mind that either, but I'm also like, you did, you cast specific pigs who don't sound like this. Yes. So you have Secret Agent. Yeah, so this is Verse Terrence. That pig would be Lupita Nyong'o, because I like how she animate, like, how animated her face is. I think she has one of the best, like, large smile mouths in Hollywood. And I think for a secret agent who does not talk, I like a motive. And I think she'd be great at it. I got nothing be, against it. I think that's great. Yeah, I think it'd be like two mute characters, except Lupita will talk every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Just like, what's the plan, boss? You got it. Yeah, exactly. And dun, 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 dun. And she does like a lot of like Mission Impossible stuff. And I've always kind of wanted to see her in a James Bond style character. She'd be a very good James Bond style character. Yeah, so this is kind of my cop out to doing that. Great. Uh, so let's let's backtrack a little bit and let's sure. talk about Red. Okay. So uh, I went first for Terrence. Who did you have for Red? So I gender bended Red because I don't understand why most of the birds are male when birds who lay eggs are the female birds. You make strong arguments and yeah. I can't combat that. So I went with somebody who I, I want to see her come back into a starring role of these kind of like action movies and that'd be Jennifer Lawrence. I think she plays angry very well. She's mostly bland, like I like in my main character of these kind of things, <laughs> like the Keanu Reeves type, very bland. And I, I don't know, I kind of miss her being around. She's making a comeback. She's in some new movie. I think she's in, um, it's a new movie coming out on Netflix and I can't remember the name of it. I feel like the last few movies I've seen, or I remember her in, she's playing like a housewife who invented something or a mafia's wife, you know what I mean? And I miss her as Katniss, but that... Those movies took a nosedive, so it's hard to... She's in Don't Look Up. Okay. I'm... Which is the new Netflix movie. It's a Got it's it. comedy, drama, sci-fi. It's a new Adam McKay movie. Okay, okay. Two low-level low astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of, a, of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Like it. That sounds yeah. fun. Genuinely, that sounds like a great concept. I would watch this movie. Sure. And uh, it, she's in it. Okay, so... So she's been in one movie that I remember in two years, three years? Well, no, she's in a movie that is, it, I guess it just came out. Yeah. That, um, or is coming, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, she has so many things coming up. 
Like I, so I was a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. I'm less so now. I like the idea of gender flipping red. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got nothing against that. Who'd you cast for red though? So for red, this is a voice actor, but it is a voice actor very well known for getting angry and being angry. Okay. And just generally wanting to kill all humans, for example. He's Got been it. in Futurama, who's in Adventure <laughs> Time. He's in Mythic Quest 2, just as like a regular person. He's in a lot of things. He's in a lot of things. <laughs> he's great, and he's a very recognizable, angry voice. Yeah. That's John DiMaggio. I I like putting John DiMaggio in. I feel like it's just a different take than I was going it is. for. Honestly. We, let's come back for Red, because Red sure. is our, like, lead. And yeah, genuinely, we might come back to Red with someone that we previously eliminated. That's a good idea, because I got a few that we're going to eliminate, is my guess. We'll see. I mean, yeah. like, I don't have anyone for your, your uh, additional pigs. Like, I just have my one pig for all of them. Fair enough. So who... So I think this is a good time to... Who is to your talk one about pig? King Pig? Yeah, because so I got King a specific pig, King Pig. Lawrence, I, I wanted someone who was, like, kind of fun and would de- like has done voiceover work and also has a very distinctive voice, and you mm-hmm. can totally see him voicing all of the pigs, despite the fact that he's extremely Jewish. Wayne Knight. Oh. You know, Newman from Seinfeld and Jurassic Park. That would be a funny, just everybody's voice is Wayne Knight's yeah. voice. I, I, mean, like, I like he's that. Kinda, he's like a little bit new Gilbert Gottfried. It's not like extremely over the top, but it's like, I see what you're doing. And just yeah. like every single non-specific pig is him. Yeah, like him, Richard Kind, and Gilbert Gottfried. Any of, like those, that whiny voice could be yeah. very funny anywhere. Old school Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. Without the every few seconds. Right, so it's, it, like, like I said, old school. Old school. So that's why I'm like, he's a fun idea. And, like, I think he, like, regardless of who we go for actual Lawrence, King mm-hmm. Pig, I think he should voice all the other pigs. I, I like the idea of it a lot, actually. He could be all of the accessory pigs kind yes. of thing. Uh, but who did you have? Ian McKellen. What? Yep, I thought, who has the pedigree to just kind of come in and oh just... Oh my god. Be taken seriously, but still has the goofy chops a little bit. I debated heavily Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. I was like, of course, like, that's the, that's the bit. Oh, man, that's <laughs> very, very funny. It would be so great. And, like, I imagine him as almost like a Gandalf Is that type. why you're having him play chess against Red? Yep. Because, of course, he would not, he knows he can't win in a fight versus Jennifer Lawrence, so he has to outwit her. I mean, Where is nor- Jennifer Lawrence? normally Ian McKellen teams up with Jennifer Lawrence. Normally. But not this time. <laughs> not this time. Although I guess it's not Ian McKellen teaming up with Jennifer Lawrence. It's uh, uh, the, the British one. Michael he, something. Michael Fassbender. Fassbender, yeah. I can't believe we couldn't think of it. Um, you thought of it. We'll say Wayne Knight and Ian McKellen for now. For now, yeah. All right. I like Wayne Knight being involved All right. either way. So I went first. Uh, I'm sorry. You went first for... I went first for Lawrence... Let's talk about Chuck next. Terrence. Lawrence is Jennifer Lawrence. Sorry. You keep saying Lawrence instead of Terrence. We we did Terrence. Lawrence oh, is the, for Lawrence Red. Lawrence is the name of the King Pig. Got it. King Got it. Pig's name is Lawrence. I forgot that he had a name. <laughs> That's I'm, dou- how- <laughs> I'm going to double check that name now. I'm sorry. Leonard. Leonard. Uh. Uh, King Pig is not Lawrence. King Pig is Leonard. See, I said Jennifer Lawrence, and I thought that's just where your mind no, was at. No, I, w- I was thinking Leonard. All right, you went first for Leonard. You want to move on to Chuck, then? Let's talk about Chuck. All so right. So, you're up. So, this is uh, this is, was a easy one for me, because I wanted somebody who's cool, who's, like, big right now, who does, who's shown to do action very well and flippy action. 
specifically and watching Hawkeye, Haley Steinfeld was like, yeah, I like the way she fights. Cool. I think this would be a good place for Chuck. I think Haley Steinfeld has shown a lot of, like, ranges being, like, a, a like, straight-faced douchebag, but also, like, sarcastic all the time, making quips. That's I think fair. she's a really good... I think that's very clever. Yeah. So for me, Chuck, the high-speed, super-annoying person, I went with someone who expressly describes herself as extremely annoying. Ooh, okay. And, like, has made a career and literally has bits where she just gets to be annoying. Okay. Because, again, I cast for voice and for getting to run around and play around and be goofy. I'm pretty sure I know who you picked here. Who do you think I picked? Uh, Christian Shaw? I picked Nicole Byer. Jesus! Okay, I was very close. You they were both close. do, like, similar voice work. Kristen Shaw is great. But I think for this one, and I this one I am going to say let's go with Nicole Byer, because I think that's fun. I like Nicole Byer a lot. Yeah. I like it. And yeah. she she plays very annoying. Yeah, like, literally, she so she's the host of the show Nailed It, which is, yep. a, like, a, a bad baking show. And, like, she literally has, like, a thing that some people who didn't do as well in the previous rounds can hit a button, and Nicole will go annoy the, the other there. competitors. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. But I think of, uh, so Nicole Byer in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where she is, uh... The Pontiac Bandits, uh, Tr- Trudy Judy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is great. Great role, and that I could see that being a super fast, very annoying person. Absolutely. Nicole <laughs> Byer, absolutely wonderful. Let's make her our Chuck. On board. Who was your pig paired with Chuck? Okay, so that was the football pig who would challenge Nicole Byer to a football game. And I'm actually really happy with the casting opposed to Nicole Byer because I went with Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. For almost the exact opposite reason, where he'd just yell and just bull rush people, and he's a giant human being. And she just, like, keeps poking him, and it just keeps not working. Yeah, because what are you going to poke? He's all muscle, you yeah. know? I mean, fair enough. All right, great. That's our football pig. I like it. Uh, that brings us to Bomb. Can I put a pin in this for a second and say, could we put Haley Steinfeld as Red? We'll come back to Red. Okay, okay. Um, we'll see what else we've got. All right. So for my bomb, I went with someone who is an extremely well-known voice actor and an Mm -hmm. extremely good voice actor. All right. Um, Like, he's been on everything. And he's one of those people who just has an incredible voice. And so I wanted someone who could go back and forth between being super charming bomb and exploding. Okay. And I know you cast, like, a large wrestling-type human being. I did. But I cast someone who's been on Invincible and Simpsons and Young Justice and, like, literally is such an iconic name in voiceover that it it just it's gone on forever and that's kevin michael richardson i thought you were about to say carrie payton no who's also on i think all of those shows Probably. it's like all the voiceover people are friends and they know yeah, each other yeah. and like you get a bunch of different who people. does he play specifically i oh, i don't man. know the name offhand but it might be one of those voices that i just very much know i mean he's also been in mortal kombat you know how much we love <laughs> mortal kombat i do love me some mortal kombat i mean he's dr hibbert okay I know this guy. Captain uh, Gantu and Lilo and Stitch. Oh man, he's so good as Captain Gantu. <laughs> he's one of those people who just has a great voice. Yeah, I definitely, like, I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia filmography and, yeah, I definitely, like, know this guy vaguely, you know? Yeah, like, he has been in everything. Yeah, almost every, like, animated show he's a role somewhere in. Like, yeah. Uh, in The Simpsons, he's Dr. Hibbert. He's Devil Mo and whatever. And, like, he's in uh, in the new Masters of the Universe, he's Beast Man. <laughs> in Young Justice, he's John Jones. He's just got that soothing, deep voice. Yeah, he's a bunch of uh, characters in Amphibia. He's in Robot Chicken. He's in... 
everything. He's Puppy in Dog Pals. Chicken. He's in Owl House. He's in Trolltopia. He's in Modoc. He's in Teen Titans Go. He's in Plus the Hearts. He's in Close Enough. He's in Invincible. He's in Da 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 Da. He's yeah. in The Maniacs. He just the Kevin Michael Richardson is one of those people who just has the voice. Sure. So I went different than a voice. I went with more of a size and a rivalry because this is that's where my first thought started. I was like, who would be a good? Who do I want to see fight another action star? Fair enough, because again, you were thinking live action. Yeah, and I went uh, Vin Diesel as oh, Bond. God. Vin Diesel is a lot closer to the way they actually portrayed Terrence in the original movie. A little bit. Just um, growling and being annoying. Growling. He doesn't have a lot, but Vin Diesel specifically has two emotions. He has bored and he has angry. And I think of Bomb as very good for that. See, that's not how I see Bomb in the movie as it exists. I see mm-hmm. Bomb as being a very jovial, friendly person who has this other thing. Like, I see the bored and gravelly and angry as Terrence. Because that's who Terrence is. See, Terrence doesn't talk. Right, exactly. And that's literally Vin Diesel just, Ugh, family, Brr, I'm angry. <laughs> like, that's Terrence, as opposed to Bomb, who's like, like, Bomb is at the same level as Chuck. Like, they are, they play off each other, and they're both, like, super high energy, fun running around. See, I was not thinking, one, I was not thinking of him as a lovable. I was not keeping it in line with how the movie was. I understand that. I was thinking Vin Diesel constantly is looked at as, like, but he's actually, in any of those movies, super friendly. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be sweet, just with a hard criminal side for some reason. Yeah. It's like the weird dichotomy of that weird character that they invented for fast and the furious and he's grouped you know what i mean yeah so i the, I, I get the idea that you're going for and with mm-hmm. the concept i'm gonna push for kevin michael michael richardson because i think he would be more fun for everyone else in this cast to work with yeah it's a so we're going a different route than i'm going than i was casting so i will i'll concede with kevin michael richardson that's totally fair but and, and, and yeah just like just for ease of Standard work day. Yeah, I'm fine with we them. Don't, we don't need to have someone in a movie who insists on having as many clean punches as one of the other leads and literally can never lose a fight. Well, then we're going to have problems with the other guy that I cast as the pig that he would fight. A.K.A. the large pig is all I wrote. Where I have Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Of course <laughs> Mainly because I want them to fight. But Wayne Knight would be fine here as well. Wayne Knight versus the bomb where he just annoys Kevin Michael Richardson into exploding. I think I'd be on board with that. Like too. tricking him into exploding in a way that he shouldn't explode. Mm-hmm. Like exploding in a bad way instead of exploding in a way that's helpful. Yeah. Because with the exception of the birthday party in the original movie, basically every time he explodes, it's good. Yeah, pretty much. Or like he can't explode. We want him to explode. He really only explodes two or three times in the movie. Yeah. And for someone named Bomb, we expect more. Mm-hmm. I also would like to change their names to regular things, and his name would be, like, Henry Baum. They're named after the birds in the game. Can't I know. Do it. I didn't change it for that this reason. This is canon. Yep, that's the way it goes. Um, that brings me to uh, Matilda. Yeah, that's who I have next. So, I think I went first for Baum. Tell me who you had for Matilda. So, this again, I was going a little different, but that's I wanted fine. someone who was, I don't know, a, like, accomplished actress who has, like, been in thing, like, been in a lot of action movies obviously and action tv shows in this case but who is like nice and charming 
and leaders type feel. Like, could lead the team in a Captain America-style movie. Great. Because that's the way I think of Matilda as, like, basically the, the leader, leader of, of this anger management. That makes sense. So I went with Chloe and, Bennett. And as awesome. Yeah. And as the best bird. Yeah. She's just knows like what in, she's doing. In, like, in the video games, the best I'm one. Very much, it's either Bomb or her as my favorite. Fair. Bomb has its moments. She drops the bomb from above. That's an amazing technique. Like, she does what Bomb does and also then bounces up when she drops the bomb. And, I like, using the bounce from the everything. bomb. Oh, it's so good. Her bounce up is better than Chuck's, like, zip thing. Yeah. I'm, she's basically Chuck and Bomb combined. So, you give Chloe Bennett a bomb. She throws it down. And she also punches something in the face that seems like the exact right call for me. That's great. I'm perfectly happy to go with Chloe Bennett. So, who I had was... um She's another voice actress, mostly, mm-hmm. but she's done live-action performance as well. She was in Joy Luck Club, but I also know her from Futurama, but she was in Goliath, she was in Rick and Morty. Sure. This actress's name is Lauren Tom. If you've seen okay, Futurama, she's the, the voice of, she's the voice of Amy in Futurama. Yeah, yeah. She's super charming and lovely, but I think Chloe Bennett here is funnier. I'm on board. <laughs> and then, should I give my fancy pig, the one with the top hat and the monocle that uh, just kind of goes blow for blow with Chloe Bennett? Uh, yes. Michael Keaton. Because <laughs> I wanted, I recently saw that Candy, the Protege movie with Maggie Q. <laughs> uh, it's not a great movie. No, it's it feels like seven movies stuck together that oh, they were man. like they knew they were getting a trilogy, and then that trilogy turned into one movie kind of situation. Got it. Okay, but Michael Keaton, super fun, super fun. I mean, he's a fun dude. Everything he does is super fun. I. This is my, like, okay, he's Batman again, kind of, or Bruce Wayne again situation, where he's just kind of, like, in a top hat, in a top... I, well, yeah. But old he, man well, version. Well, what you gotta do is, if he's Fancy Pig, that's Bruce Wayne Pig, yep. and then you put him in a mask, and he's Bat Pig. Yeah, he could be Bat Pig, he could be... He could be... Uh, you give him some wings, and he's the Vulture Pig now. I'm fully on board with just any kind of pig is Michael Keaton. Though. Great. I, I'm on board. I think that's that, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. And we are getting towards the end of my cast list here. So, I got I a couple had, more. I had Mighty Eagle. I have a Mighty Eagle. I had Boomerang, I had Bubble Bird, and then I had, like, Writer Director. Mm-hmm. So, you have Mighty Eagle, so let's do Mighty Eagle. Next. So, I have... Just, just for... Uh, I have Mighty Eagle, Boomerang, and then the Triplets and their rivalry. Let's do the triplets and the rivalry, because I okay. don't have those. Sure, sure. Did you cast separate people for each of the triplets? Yes, I did. All right, tell me. Um, so this is very much in line with a very specific idea that my girlfriend said she would like to see in a movie, and that is the idea of Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, and Gigi Hadid are the triplets. Wow. Because that's Taylor's little crew. Um, I love Selena Gomez. I'm a big fan of Selena Gomez. I think she is a pretty solid actress. I mean, I saw Only Murders in the Building. She's excellent. She's excellent in that. Um, Gigi Hadid does not need to talk for all I care in this. And Taylor then why Swift, are you... Because ha- she's, she's not talking. Because she's she good friends with Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, that's right. And you're live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, and you're just going to take them and make them tiny little birds. Tiny little birds that dance. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have a dance sequence. And they're trying to dance. They want to be dancers but they have their eggs and they're protecting their eggs i mean taylor swift has such good experience doing live action adaptation of playing an animal does she she's in cats she is in cats oh my god that is one reason i did not put Idris Elba in this movie (laughs) it was very close to being bomb for me wow Mm -hmm. um who did okay so who did you have for the the three evil pig triplets so i 
who I'm going to call the Piglets. The Piglets. Um, that would start with Katy Perry, Taylor Swift's original blood rival, from what I remember. I have no recollection of this, but fine. They, that is what the, the song Bad Blood is about, her feud with Katy Perry. Oh, yeah? yeah. Cool. Good for them. Yeah, I'm sure. I thought about Kanye, but I was like, I don't trust Kanye. We do, and I, I don't, and I don't I want him in this flat movie. flat out refused. Yeah, I don't want him in this movie. Then the rival for Selena Gomez would be Demi Lovato. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they dislike each other or anything, but it seems like they might. They will dislike each other if we pay them to dislike each other. And uh, then someone who has actually beefed with all three girls, but it's Lee Michelle. No, we can't Glee. go with, I know who you're talking about. We can't go with her. She's a she's a disaster. She's a diva. Yeah, I don't know a, anything about her. I, apparently, she is just a monster to everyone on set. Okay, so we will go with Katy Perry, Demi Lovato, and Wayne Knight. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> always on board with more Wayne Knight. And so what? So in my head, I like this this team of six, uh, the the three tri- bird triplets and the piglets. I want them to not talk <laughs> until we get to the scene, and then it's just a whole, it's just, like, it's just the musical sequence in the middle of the scene, they're talking, yes. they're singing, they're doing all these things, and then as soon as it's over, they go back to beep, 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 and I, beep, 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 beep. I do think they should sing their own songs at various points, because Absolutely. we forgot to mention this, but Angry Birds of the movie was also a jukebox musical for, for some, some reason. For some reason. Yeah. But they, like, they were singing different songs, but they were also playing the songs in the background while also playing remixes of the... Of the and it was a lot of different styles of music. There was a country song, it there was, was an R&B song. It was musical it was, whiplash. It was all over the place. But yes, absolutely. Just massive song with... Um, all of these performers, that sounds mm-hmm. great. I'm on board. Me too. And Wayne Knight needs a solo three or four times in this movie. Yes. A hundred percent yes. Uh, so that brings us to Mighty Eagle. I'm going right. to go first for this one. Okay. So I cast someone who is the most fang- famous angry person I can think of. He's also old. And that was the requirement for this movie. Mighty Eagle is old. And it's an Angry Birds movie. Okay. So it's someone angry and old. There's only one person who you can cast for that. And the answer is Lewis Black. So I was very close to putting Lewis Black in Were this movie. Okay. Not as angry, or not as Mighty, Mighty Eagle, Eagle, but I thought for Red for a while. I thought for like, <laughs> the, I thought Matilda would be hilarious that as would Lewis Black. Be very funny. Um, I really like Lewis Black as this. I kind of went the same direction, but more serious. So I went Robert De Niro. Oh my God. But I like Lewis Black more. <laughs> Let's go with Lewis Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De Niro was my, like, angry old man. I'm like, who would I cast as my ideal angry old man who could just fuck shit up? It's De Niro. He's genuinely supposed to be, like, a nice person. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about De Niro. But, like, plays so angry. So angry all Mm -hmm. the time. Like, I think of him in uh, the one with Ben Stiller that everybody... What's the the where he plays Ben Stiller's father-in-law? I don't know. Meet the parents. parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, for- I literally forgot that existed. That's such a great movie. It's such a great De Niro performance. It is one great movie, end of list. <laughs> I don't enjoy the sequels. No! Other people seem to love that second That's one. That's why they keep going. Oh, I guess there are three, aren't they? Yeah. Jesus. All right, but anyways. Yeah. Um, uh, I have a boomerang voice. As do I. Uh, Who- go ahead. I kind of want to hear yours first, because mine's mostly just a punchline. Fair enough. So... Obviously, for Boomerang, we had to cast someone Australian. Yes, I agree. And at this point in my list, my list had been fairly white, so I wanted to cast an Australian who wasn't white. Okay. So, uh, I went with, I think you've cast him in one of these before, uh, Kian Lonsdale, who's 
Wally West yeah. and the Flash. Yep, yep. But he also Dance Academy. He's Australian. Did not know he was Australian. Yeah. Uh, he's Australian and because um, like obviously you go with like you can go with one of the Hemsworths. Sure. Or so I w- went. Wolverine, whatever his name Hugh is. Jackman. Thank you, Hugh Jackman. I went the same kind of like where I, I took someone from a superhero movie, but um, I went with Jai Courtney, who played Captain Boomerang in all, both the Suicide Squad movies. I mean, I like Jai Courtney. I like Jai Courtney, and I uh, really like the word boomerang, and I would like if he played boomerang in multiple things. That is extremely funny, and that's an excellent punchline. We're, we're pretty white, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know true. how to spell Jai, and I it's, refuse to look it up. That's fair. I, was, uh, I wasn't I was looking at the uh, people of color on my cast, but there are quite a few, so yeah, I, I don't yeah, feel too you, bad you, here. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't. You did a good job. All right. Do you have any other... We'll go back to Red in a minute, but did you have any other cast before we get to Red or Director? Um, I had a Bubbles, but I am not finding her anymore. Okay, I also have Bubbles, so I uh, will talk about that. I want someone, she's an Irish Irish actress and comedian, and uh, she gets to, she, it's very sweet, but also is like, also very cutting, and I don't know, I just went with her because she's currently in a movie that's out or just came out. She is in Home Sweet Home Alone as the mom. Uh, she's in This Way Up also. She's in Living With Yourself. This is Ashling B. Oh, I love his Aisling. Ashling. Okay. <laughs> I've uh, watched so many British things that yeah, she's I'm in. Yeah, I'm a big fan of 8 out of 10 cats. Yeah. And I liked her a lot on any of those, like, quiz shows. Mm-hmm. Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Right. Like, she's incredibly charming and lovely. Big fan of her. Yeah. Like her a lot. And I'm she, not even going to try to find who it was, even though I'm pretty sure it was Dove Cameron that I was thinking. I don't bubbles. even know who that is. She is, uh, she was on a bunch of, uh, like, Disney Channel stuff. She has giant lips. She was in a one of the Avengers things, maybe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She plays crazy real good. She plays crazy bored real good, and I think of Bubbles as, it'd be very funny if they were very calm and very... Low talking and, and then bubbles. Yeah. Who was the voice of the fish that went bubbles in the? <laughs> I think that was Brad Garrett in the uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah, I think it was. He was one of the, no. He was the big uh, blow up uh, puffer fish. That's awesome. I can't remember. Want to know something funny? What the voice of Dove Cameron? She's in Angry Birds too. Seriously, she's Ella, who I assume is the love interest. Okay, well, I um didn't know that, and I'm no, upset she, by it. She might not be because there's also because Rachel Bloom is in that too, is the voice of Silver, and she's higher rated. Okay, but we I can tell you that uh, Dove Cameron is in an Angry Birds movie. Well, then get her out of this one. Get her out of, <laughs> get her out of this one. We're not having it. <laughs> Your version of Bubbles works in uh, in. Angry Birds 2, we also have Aquafina, Sterling K. Brown. I did want to put <laughs> Aquafina Haddish. in this. I love Tiffany Haddish, too. Pete Davidson. Jeez. Oh, my God. What is he like? Just shitty pig? Jerry. I like... Whoever Jerry is, I don't know. Probably shitty pig. Its name is Jerry. <laughs> so, there was a mime bird in the movie. Yes. Who occasionally said things. Said more than Terrence ever did. Right. Which was funny. Mm-hmm. That's voiced by Tony Hale. And oh, I find right. that I find that entertaining. I do love Tony Hale. Anyway, so let's talk about... Oh, we gotta go back to Red. Yeah, we gotta go back to Red. So, you potentially wanted to throw in Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, I like I the think, idea of gender bending right I do here. too, yeah. um, but I think we can do better. Okay. I think we can go... So, like, what is the vibe we want for the character of Red? I mean, angry. 
Somebody needs to be angry in the Angry Birds movie. And I think Haley Steinfeld is like, despite what she plays in movies, I think she's just too sweet. She Okay, I, I see like, what you're saying. Her character in True Grit, maybe, but since then, like, we've seen her in too many things where she's just like, kind of like, yeah, this is fun, aren't we having she's fun? kind of an angry dick in um, Dickinson. Is she? Yeah, well, like, it's hard to say because she's still, like... Charming. Charming and f- female in the two- 1902 sure. time period. Maybe not 02, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, like, you think of, like, someone who plays angry and, like, you associate with anger, and that's yeah. Emma Stone. Okay. I do like Emma Stone a lot. I do, too. But, like, can we top that? Who, like, who can we think of when in terms does of... does Emma Stone play angry? Besides maybe that's Amazing a... Spider-Man? And, uh, Cruella. Okay, Cruella. Yeah. And, uh, the one with the... You know? Where, where she's, like, the, uh, the one with the, the queen, and it's, uh, the really fancy one. What a bunch of... Oscars or whatever. Oh, the favorite. She's Thank not you, really angry in that movie, though. She's just she's conniving. She's driven. Yeah. I like Emma Stone. She's angry in Birdman. Okay, she's very angry in Birdman. It's just a shame because there aren't a lot of angry roles for women. So, like, trying to... Jennifer Lawrence tends to get some. Like, I yeah. feel like Silver Lighting Playbook, she's very angry the whole time. Yeah, but, like, I feel like we can come up with a um, more creative... So, you said Emma Stone, and it started making me think of Anya Taylor-Joy from... Because she plays angry pretty well in the new uh, Last Night in Soho. Probably. I mean, she's, what, an evil ghost? Kind of. It's hard to explain without spoiling the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's a great movie, honestly. It's my favorite movie of this year. That's what I hear. Um, I, I know it's not for me, but I know it's very good. I, I have no problem with Emma Stone, is the thing. Like, I'm not sure I who don't, tops it. That's the thing. Like, I also have no problem with her, mm-hmm. but I also don't find it, like, inspiring. To Cruella DeVille and went with Glenn Close. She's played angry quite a bit. Oh, man. That would be great. And the rivalry with Ian McKellen would be a little better. Instead of, like, a young woman and an old man, it's two two seasoned greats. I, I worry that, like, I don't necessarily want the character of Red to be perceived as super old. Fair. I, was, like, I mean, I clearly wasn't thinking Red is super old either. No, but, like, Glenn Close is a really good pull. Like, that's a good idea. I like, I'm trying to think of other women who have played angry roles. Mm-hmm. Besides Meryl Streep comes or, up, but I don't I mean, want to do that. There's an obvious answer. Let me pull up her name, and I because I can't remember it. Right Betty now. White. <laughs> I mean, not mad at it. I don't hate it. I don't hate Sandra Bullock either. Sandra but... Bullock's also good. I, I'm going to pull up, I can't, load damn you. <laughs> so the other, the person who you should actually go with All right. is Stephanie Beatrice. Okay. From Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I do love Stephanie Beatrice. That, that sure. feels right. She's not the star power I was thinking to lead this movie, but I There's do so... like her a lot. We have Taylor Swift in this movie. That is fair. I was just thinking, like, Jennifer Lawrence because she can lead sequels, but I really like Stephanie Beatrice, and we have a very heavy Brooklyn Nine-Nine we do. feel already. Alright, so we have our cast. That yes. brings us to writer-director. Okay. I had a hyphenate team to both write and direct. I had a person to both hyphen, write, and direct. Okay, great. But I like the idea of a team as well, so we can kind of... Yeah, I think, just based on that, we'll probably have... I mean, my team has worked in animation, which is what I was going for, and your mm-hmm. your guy or gal works in um, live action. A little of both, to be fair. So, why don't you tell me about your person? So, I... um. 
my first thought, my first first thought that I did not go with was Michael Bay because I wanted big spectacles of shit being knocked down. <laughs> and then I was like, that'd be fine for that one moment. But yeah. what I did end up wanting is somebody who a lot of their movies are very silly, goofy concepts. But not a single point in that movie do you feel this is stupid and goofy. You think it's good and you're having fun. Um, so I went with James Wan. Who did the good Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, <laughs> Aquaman. Uh, why I'm blanking on his most recent. Malignant. Which all of these movies, when you try to describe what's going on, it is goofy and silly. And he did Saw. He did a uh, few uh, Insidious, I want to say. He does a lot of horror. But he also does over-the-top spectacles that are very dumb. But also fun. He also did the most recent Mortal Kombat. He had something to do with it, but I don't think he directed it. Oh, that's his popular movie starring James Wan. That's not right. I mean, he did Aquaman, The Conjuring, not Insidious. Yeah, well, he was a producer on Mortal Kombat. Okay, that makes sense. The Annabelle movies. This is a bold take. He was like, he does a lot of horror. He does a lot of horror, but I mean, Aquaman. So Annabelle is The Conjuring. Oh, he also did Insidious. Jesus. Either way. (laughs) He's done a lot of horror, but he's also done Fast and the Furious and Aquaman. You know what I mean? He can do a lot of different things. Yeah. So, my, uh, my... And MacGyver. The the new one on CBS? (laughs) The TV show. Okay. (laughs) Everyone needs a paycheck. Exactly. Oh, wow. He executive produced MacGyver. I thought it was just like he directed an episode or two. He directed some. He directed one episode, but but he's an executive producer on 95 of them. Yep. Wow. So my writer and director are kind of like animated but fun. Sure. Um, they were they worked on Gravity Falls and most recently were the writing and directing team behind the Mitchells versus the Machines. Okay. And that kind of is the tone and style of what I think this movie should be of crazy fun, balls to the wall action, zaniness, mm-hmm. but in a heartfelt and really put well put together way. Right. And so their names are Michael Rionda and Jeff Rowe. So I don't know if you've ever watched Gravity Falls. I love Gravity Falls. It's but excellent. Yeah. And like the deep lore and amazing stuff and just like, and the Mitchells versus the Machines is just wild, but it's all, it is an action movie, but it's an action movie with heart. Mm-hmm. And like, I love all of that. And so like, I kind of thought they as a team, if you were doing this movie now, they are the people who actually should do it. If we're doing a fully live action craziness thing that is just for you and me, <laughs> James Wan is fine. That James Wan is probably correct. I would like to counter your thing. Go and on. I'm thinking Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. I mean, they're the obvious. I think they're the obvious choice. They've yeah, done a lot not. of comedy. They do a lot of animation. Everyone knows who Phil Lord and Chris Miller are. They yeah. get they get brought up all the time. They do whatever they want. Basically, yeah. yeah. They're the Lego Movie. They're into the Spider Verse. Like. They're the names, and I wanted the people who were less known. Okay. Going with less known is always a... Because, again, we have Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, Terry Crews, Michael Keaton, Hafnor Julius Bjornsson. <laughs> we have the star power. We don't need to have the star power with the writer-director team. If you think these are the right people to do it, I love Gravity Falls, but I'm not familiar with their work. You know what I mean? Uh, I do you, love Gravity did, Falls. Did you see the Mitchells vs. the Machines? I have not, but I've heard only it's great on Netflix. things. It's yeah. on Netflix. It's great. It is worth your time at some point when, uh, when you when you get a moment. 
Yes, that um, is always the problem. Let, let, let's go with them. Yeah, I'll go with them. I'm not. I'm not upset with going with uh, somebody a little less known. This massive freaking cast. Okay. I mean, look at the cast of the regular Angry Bird movies. You're, they're, you're not they're pretty star studded. We are monsters for trying to take this on. Uh, but we did it. We did. We have remade Angry Birds. I think we made better Angry Birds. We have perfected Angry Birds. There we go. So let me take you through the cast as we've got it. Yes. Angry Birds. Red, the basic bird, will be played by Stephanie Beatrice, who can be very angry. Super angry. Uh, her opposite is going to be Leonard, King Pig, played by Wayne Knight. Chuck. I thought we switched that one to Ian McK- Oh, yes, I'm sorry. That's Ian McKellen. <laughs> and Wayne Knight. And Wayne Knight. At the same time. <laughs> sometimes it's Wayne Knight. <laughs> and sometimes it's Ian McKellen. Whenever, uh, whenever, uh, whenever Wayne Knight needs to be taken seriously, he's voiced by Ian McKellen. I like that. That he goes into a different room and he's just Wayne Knight all of a sudden. <laughs> oh man, here I am being like a pig, but like, he, I need to be taken seriously. I'm Ian McKellen. When he's around the birds, he's Ian McKellen. When he's around other pigs, he's Wayne Knight. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. That's awesome. Excellent. I'm yes. 100% sold. I, I want that. All right. So our yellow uh, bird, who's speed. Speed incarnate, but also extremely annoying, is Nicole Byer. Mm-hmm. Uh, her opposite is uh, football pig. Uh, let me double. Yes. Football pig. Football pig, which is Terry, Terry Crews. Bomb is uh, going to be played by Kevin Michael Richardson. Whose opposite is going to be a uh, uh, secret agent pig? No, we no, that's opposite of. We Terrence. didn't give that. We, oh, that's I right. said the rock, the and we were one. like, "That's boring." Uh, yeah, it, just move whose on. Whose opposite from it. is Wayne Knight? Yes, uh, Matilda will be voiced by Chloe Bennett, and her opposite is the fancy pig Michael Keaton. Yes, Terrence the Big Bird will be Hafner Julius <laughs> Bjornsson. His opposite will be secret agent pig Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. Mighty Eagle will be voiced by the angriest man ever, Louis Black. The triplets will be Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, and Gigi Hadid <laughs> for the one scene where they sing and dance and speak. Yep. And then their opposite of the piglets are Katy Perry, Demi Lovato, and Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight is always... <laughs> every time they're in rooms with just pigs, it's only it's Wayne only Knight. It's only Wayne Knight. It's only Wayne Knight. The ones that are Wayne Knight around the birds just can't change their voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're trying, but they can't do it. <laughs> It's uh, actually Wayne Knight doing a British accent, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Boomerang is Kian Lonsdale. Right. Uh, Bubble Bird is Ashling B. And yes. then all this will be written and directed by Michael Rionda and Jeff Rowe. That is Angry Birds the way it was meant to be. Yay. Yay. <laughs> awesome. What a movie. <laughs> what a movie. So, Alex, this is your fourth time on the podcast? Yes. Because uh, I don't remember what you did first. We did Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Then Pixels. Pixels then Assassin's Creed. And then Creed? Assassin's Creed. I think we might have... Flipped. Not necessarily in that order. Yeah, it might have been Assassin's Creed, then Pixels. Assassin's Creed was the Assassin's worst Creed of these. Bad. Pixels was really bad. Oh, fuck. It is hard because I pleasantly remember Pixels way more than I pleasantly remember oh. Assassin's Creed. Neither one were any good. No, they're both extremely bad. And I think we couldn't decide which one we hated more. Anyway, yeah. so I think 
honestly, of the movies, I mean, I enjoyed Mortal Kombat, but like, I may have enjoyed watching Angry Birds more than those three. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, we did not watch together. That's there were true. zero riff tracks, and that is a movie that lives on like That's conversation. True. Yeah, you're right. Because that is a movie that has like a cult following where they'll go to the theater and shout shit at the screen. Yeah, that's true. You got a Hadouken at the screen. That's Street Fighter. I'm aware. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were aware. We should do Street Fighter next. I've never seen it. I don't think I have either. I just know some of the actors. Well, part of it. the reason that I didn't want to do Street Fighter is because of the massive cast and wealth. <laughs> we just blew that we out blew, of the window. We blew through that. So, all right, Street Fighter next year. Oh, my God. All right, so, Alex, tell people where they can find you and what you'd like to promote, if anything. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at food and hippos one word great um i work at a great bakery called cookie dough dreams in hollywood california and you can catch me doing comedy at flappers comedy club i think is their last word in burbank california pretty much every month cool just check out uh, my instagram for more and instagram is food and hippos yep do you have a twitter I do not. Okay, good Well, I you. technically do. If you want to follow a dead account, it is at akane 47 And I do. <laughs> uh, great. Food and hippos. Uh, so, if you're interested in following me, I'm on Twitter at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H. Or you can follow the podcast at Ideal Remake on Twitter or Instagram. Or follow us on Facebook, Ideal Remake or Ideal Remake Podcast. You can also jump onto the Dueling Genre Discord, which has a link in the show notes of this podcast. But as part of the Dueling Genre Network, I try to promote one of the other shows every episode. And this time I'm talking about the podcast True Believers. Who oh boy, I do not know how to pronounce one of these last names. Um, True Believers is hosted by Becca Re- uh, Rebergen, or Rebergen uh, Chris O'Connor, and Ray Russo. They uh, have an episode that comes out after every MCU thing. So whenever there's an MCU thing, they talk about it. So they do the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Disney Plus stuff, and they had really good WandaVision coverage. So check that out, True Believers. And so, yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. Alex, thank you again so much for returning uh, to talk about this movie with me. So I will end as I always do. What's your favorite quote from the movie Angry Birds? Oh, jeez. Oh, there's so many good ones, but it has... Can it not be a quote and be a moment that was in silence? Go for it. A uh, bird goes, it has a storefront that says, please hug me. And he goes for a hug and Red shakes him off four times. But at the end, everybody hugs the bird. Yeah, it's like, they're, uh, they're, that bird is excellent. And it's like, oh, that's a good bit. He's just sad he didn't get his hug. Mm-hmm. He's always sad. And then they way overuse the joke until it's no longer funny. Yep, like four, five, six times. And then at the very end, everybody hugs the bird. Yeah, that's very sweet. Mm -hmm. How dare you? I can't think of a single quote from this movie. No, why would you? (laughs)